Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Warm team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, big show today and, of course, a big day on SENSA. The run home with Kimbo on the Roach from three. Saw Roach last night. He got angry at me, Michelangelo Rucci, because I didn't replant my lemon tree, which was uh, affected by the storm this time last week. Why did that affect him? Why why did that make him angry? I think he just felt emotional about my lemon tree. So he didn't like when I said I chainsawed it up at 10.30 at night, waking (laughs) up the neighbours at Semaphore. But that's okay. We've got a couple of texts before we head to John Olsen. 0427154166, Mark Bickley. Yeah, the first one is talking about the shine on your head, uh, saying that was okay and the performance last night was fine. Uh, what wasn't fine was our chairman again measuring success, not on finals wins, but on outperforming the preseason predictions of external voices on TV and radio. His speech didn't go down that well and explains a lot. That's from Matt. And another one here, which is uh, aimed at me, it says, Bix, don't brush over Dawson saying they were better than Brisbane and Collingwood. That's delusional nonsense. That's from Michael. I just said, I didn't mind it when your captain gets up and says how much he's looking forward to the year and he's showing some confidence to his other players and saying, we're better than this mob. We can do that next year. So I, I actually liked that, that he, he was portraying. This is where we're headed. Every day this week, you go into the running to win a Signa Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7 as it's been a big weekend for the Adelaide Football Club. Finally, they were able to announce some really good news with the Premier of South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, being at the Best and Fairest Awards on uh, the weekend. As we say, good morning to the chair of the Adelaide Football Club, John Olsen. Congratulations, John. It's been a long time coming, but it seems like it's finally here. Thanks, guys. Uh, good to be on. Yes, uh, I think we've had something like seven or eight years, uh, three locations, landed on Theverton, a traditional uh, football ground, home of uh, Aussie rules football in the state. And with the critical support of the state government, uh, we can now take it to the next level and hopefully be able to move into the facility in early 2026. It's been a long, long time coming but we're on uh, the cusp now of delivering. John, it, it's been a journey and you've been a pivotal player in this. And from when you started to where it is now, the price has probably doubled, I guess, over that eight years. So you've had a lot of work to do and you'll probably change those plans a fair few times. But to get... So if, I, if I'm right at the moment, you, there was 25 million announced from the state government on the Saturday night. There's 15 from the Fed. So there's 40. What's the actual price? Is it somewhere around 100? Is that where it landed? Uh, yes, originally it was 85 to your point, uh, Bix. We started off with a cost of approximately 85. Uh, uh, time has uh, moved on and mm. we've had escalation in costs. It's now about 100. We um, have received funding from uh, the AFL for it. We've been out into our sponsors, uh, uh, supporters and individuals who've contributed something like uh, 3 million in advance of the 
announcement by the Premier, and we're targeting uh, some $10 million towards that. And, of course, the club will have to take on uh, some significant debt. Mm. Um, when when's it look like kicking off? When, when will the first sod be turned? Um, well, we go back to the council, uh, the, uh, the advisory group. It goes to council in the next few weeks. It then needs, under the Local Government Act, to go out to a new round of consultation for a month. I would hope that we would be able to sign agreements by the end of this calendar year and then uh, start uh, reorientating uh, Debiton Oval as it is now because it will be the same size as Adelaide Oval and on a north-south axis, Mm. um, unlike its current axis, and then putting in the smaller training ground on King's Reserve, waiting on the task to be finished, where the land on the eastern side of uh, King's Reserve uh, will be returned post the tunnels, and that will enable us to put a oval the size of Marble Stadium as a second uh, training ground. And we're talking um, 2031, is that correct, for that, for that second training field? Uh, yes, 2031 for the Marvel Oval. And as I said, we'll have to wait for the tunnels to be finished. But in the meantime, we'll have a smaller training oval um, north of the Thebiton Oval. But we've carved out the western section of King's Reserve that will uh, not form part of the lease with the Adelaide Football Club. And that'll retain a lot of that uh, trees that are currently there, the playground, skate park, uh, etc. So, John, just for those jumping in now, when you look at the future, does this mean then the AFLW side will have a home and potentially the Sandful side having a home to play their home games too? Absolutely. I mean, we're, of the 18 uh, AFLW, I think there's only two or three that don't have a home ground. We don't. And we've had to roster our W games around uh, league uh, venues over the course of the last few years. There's no doubt our W team is the most successful, having won three premierships out of seven seasons. And the fact that they don't have a home ground uh, is really a, a problem and that this will solve that problem. And to your point, uh, our Sample team doesn't have a home ground. We're the only Sample team. Um, without a home ground. So we correct all of those issues with this move to Thebiton Oval. Mm. Um, we've got a, a question from Matt who uh, has uh, sent out a tweet asking, will it have a place where we can have a beer and a meal to watch the game or after the game? Uh, yes, there will. On the second level of the headquarters training and administration facility, uh, there'll be a venue that'll cater for two to 250 people. That'll be a food and beverage On the first level, uh, there will be a cafe and an open area where people can come and watch uh, training, Mm -hmm. have a coffee. And uh, we've tried to integrate uh, the two levels of the training and administration facility so that the uh, players, the administration and their supporters and members can all interact in that area, open area, just, Mm -hmm. just past the reception as you enter the new facility. Mm. Uh, look, John, I know I've, I've spoken to you th- about this before. When this is finished, this will be state of the art. You get a you get a blank canvas to be able to to. You've, I know you've spoken to all the people in the football department to give them everything they want. This this will be a huge uplift for all the players at the Adelaide Football Club. Absolutely, no doubt. And to your point, Vix, we've looked overseas as 
as to the best in America, for example, as to the best sporting facilities, how they are integrated. We want to have the best training uh, and admin facility in the country. It also goes to uh, how do we we develop and encourage people to look at the Adelaide Football Club as a destination club in the future? Not only is it performance on the field, your coaches, your high-performance staff, but it's also the facilities. And it's interesting that uh, people are having a look at the Adelaide Football Club now and wanting to be part of it in the future. That's really encouraging. John, thanks for your time this morning. Congratulations again. You put a lot of hard work into this and starting to bear the, the fruits of all that labour. Good on you. Thanks, guys. Good to be with you. John Olsen, chair of the Adelaide Football Club, joining us there. So all of the questions being answered there. Bix, I think the big one a lot of supporters wanting to know was whether it's it's licensed mm. and people can go back there after games. The, I think the capacity is always one that could probably be aspirationally bigger because mm. after a game you want more than 250 people going back there. Yeah, look, I, I think that after a game at Adelaide Oval, there won't be many people going back there considering... I reckon about 75% of yeah. all Adelaide's games are night games. Uh, this is more so AFLW play. Uh, you've got the ability to host people upstairs to watch the game, I would suspect, and, and have all that sort of corporate hospitality there. But more so the players have somewhere to go back after the game and be able to mix and mingle with their with their fan base. So I think that's going to be important. And, and also for people that want to support their footy club. Rory Sloan spoke really well on Saturday night, he talked about his um, his home footy club uh, back in Victoria, his Upway, and he, how he was brought up there, loved that footy club, and he wanted he, his goal was to make Adelaide Footy Club like a big footy club that we all know and love, yep. and we all grew up with. So that starts with having a home base and being able to to have people go along and watch you train and for people to be able to come along and support your club. Support your club by taking your family out for a meal on a on a weeknight, maybe catching training and then having a meal afterwards and supporting your club in that way as well. Uh, a couple of texts coming in. Do we know where the amateur league's going now? That's something maybe we, we need to chase up during the week because uh, local footy is going to be impacted by that. So thank you for your text. Also, there's a fair bit of controversy around what Jordan Dawson said over the weekend. So let's have a listen once again. A few boys took the piss out of me because I sent a message. I was up in Port Douglas watching the grand final and um, I sent a message in the WhatsApp about how we should have beaten the two teams that were in there, Granny, and um, how we're better than these teams. Okay, so the text message coming through, and you said you were okay with it, Bix, um, so you don't mind your captain lying. What he should have followed up with talk is cheap time to put it into action. Hmm. The more well, I listen to it, though, the more I hear Jordan saying, look, we should have beaten these guys well, as, a, as opposed to we would have won the grand yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think there's any doubt that he said that, that there's anything wrong with we should have beaten these two. Well, one, they beat Brisbane at home comfortably. Secondly, they they got within one point and two points, I think, of, of Collingwood twice, once home and once away. And then Brisbane, they lost by under a goal mm. to Brisbane away and no other team was able to get sort of close to Brisbane up at the Gabba. So I, I think they could look and say, there were some missed opportunities there. And, and then he went on to say, yeah, we're better than them. Well, that's his opinion. He, he, he He's every right. And as you heard him say, it was a bit of a chuckle because a few of the boys had taken the P155 out of him. So a few of his teammates actually pulled him up on it. But he is saying, this is where we're headed. This is where we're headed. This is what I believe. I'm the leader of this footy club. And he went on to say as well in the speech, 
I've started training already. I can't wait to get back to the club. My girlfriend's already given me, uh, you know, getting sick of me going out and doing extra and running. And so he was just trying to say we are headed one way and that's up next year and that's a really positive spin for the skipper to leave from the front by doing it. 12 minutes to 8 Josh Jenkins still to come Nathan Buckley joining us live in Studio Lumo Uh, don't forget Kimbo on the Roots from 3 o'clock this afternoon On The Mark is next